The following presentation was recorded at a Christian Light Education workshop. More information at clp.org. The Teacher's Cross and Crown. Sometimes after a day of workshop, teachers uh, on their way home tend to feel rather exhilarated. They've had a good day, had a lot of good fellowship, a lot of good food, and they've enjoyed themselves. Sometimes when they leave a workshop, sometimes they feel a little overwhelmed with information. Sometimes they leave rather overwhelmed with more responsibility. And sometimes, especially as we consider a topic like we did today on respect and being worthy of honor, teachers feel as if they haven't made the grade. They've fallen short. They haven't been up to what they should be, or as parents. Maybe you're like that today, I don't know. Maybe you feel really good. Maybe you feel somewhat overwhelmed. Maybe you're not quite sure what tomorrow is going to be looking like. You might even feel that you've gained some insights today. I hope you have. I hope we all have. You have some homework to do. You may feel as if some of the situations that you face in your classroom are partly your responsibility, partly your fault, and you're not quite sure how which direction you now need to go. You may have sense that you've done what you could and somehow you're still at somewhat at a wit's end on where to go from here. Things are not working. You've inherited a problem. You're not quite sure what to do. I guess the question is, as we leave this workshop here today, is where do we go from here? I'm not sure if I know exactly all where we need to go. But I'd like to, before you go, I'd like to remind you that there's ten things that you should remember about being a teacher either in your home or in your classroom. You don't need to take a lot of notes, okay? Because I do have these papers here. I'm not going to hand them out. I'm going to put them out on the table afterwards so you can pick them up. I want you to listen to me. And uh, what I'm going to say is pretty well on the paper. But I like, uh, I like for us to remember that there's, that there's ten things regarding this whole matter of respect and how to relate to it and to our children and our students that I hope that you and I can remember. These aren't necessarily things that are going to solve your problem if you have one. I'd like for you to remember, and I hope that they are things that can be encouragements to you as you pursue being worthy of all honor. The first thing that I'd like for us to remember, whether you're having success in your teaching experience or whether you're going through a season of difficulty, the first thing I'd like for, you, for us to remember is be worthy of respect. Be worthy of respect. Make it difficult for others not to respect you. Sometimes the tendency is, well, if that's how he feels about me, I can show him that. <laughs> I'll act that way. And really we just complicate the problem. Make it difficult for your students or for others, whoever that may be, 
not to respect you. They may not always may agree with you. They may not understand you. But that doesn't mean that they won't respect you. That they'll respect your attitude. They'll respect your character. They'll respect even your actions. Even though they're not on the same wavelength that you are. Proverbs 21 verse 21 says... He that followeth after righteousness and mercy findeth life, righteousness, and honor. You follow after righteousness and mercy, honor is a result. In Proverbs 22, verse 4, something similar. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Humility and the fear of the Lord Contribute to honor. And so, be worthy of respect. Live righteously, with mercy, humility, the fear of the Lord. Do what's right. Be worthy of respect. Look at uh, Daniel. Did everybody appreciate Daniel in the Bible? No. But they couldn't say anything against him except as it had to do with his God. And these men knew they needed to somehow get that, that Daniel had to make a decision about God. That's the only way that they were able to somehow corner him. I believe even these men in some way gained a respect for him even though they may not have gained an appreciation for him. Daniel remained worthy of respect. He did not do anything that, that these men could say, Aha, we got him down. We knocked him down. He's now more at our level. He walked worthy of respect. Secondly, whether you're enjoying success or going through a season of difficulty, humbly enjoy the respect that you're getting. I am sure as a teacher and as a parent that not everybody disrespects you. If they do, then you really do have a problem. Very often it's one or two or just a few individuals who are, you know, and somehow they, they consume about 90% of how we now perceive the thing. Humbly enjoy, appreciate, recognize the respect that you are getting. I hope it's there. I expect that there is, that there is some of that there. So be realistic about your situation. Yes, you may have a cross. But it's not just all filled, filled with burrs, okay? You may have a few students that are not cooperating with you, or maybe those parents. You may have them. But I don't think all the parents are going to be those parents, necessarily. Thirdly, whether you're enjoying success and respect in your teaching situation, or whether you're going through a season of difficulty, remember that not every person that should be respected is respected. We have to also remember that our students, our children, very likely don't have the maturity and insight that we sometimes wish they did. And hopefully as they grow, things will change. Now that doesn't mean that we justify bad behavior, disrespect, bad attitudes, and so on. 
Um, no, it's not that we tolerate that or just somehow wink at it, but at the same time, I hope that you can also hope that this too will pass. That as this person is open to more truth and grows a bit and gets more insight, matures a bit, that his respect for you will grow. And even not just from our children, even from other people. Was there anything about Jesus that was disrespectable? No. He was the perfect individual. He should have had full respect from everybody, and one day he will. But how many people did really respect him? There came that point when he was a pretty well abandoned by everybody. It was John the Beloved and his, the mother of Jesus and maybe a few other women that were finally just left at the cross here and there in support and sympathy of Christ. Everybody else that was there was being totally disappreciative and disrespectful of him and of who he was. I do hope that some of those people took the opportunity to repent later. We don't know. But, just remember that not everybody that should be respected is. Fourthly, whether you're enjoying success and respect or not, keep on doing what's right. And with a right spirit. You know, we can get to that point, well, I'm just going to just dig in my heels and I'm just going to do, I'm just going to be this righteous, persecuted individual. You know, our students pick up on that very quickly too, don't they? They won't respect you anymore. They will not respect you anymore for it. They really won't. In fact, that may just be another thing that they can throw, use as a charge against you. But keep on doing what's right. Don't succumb to doing disrespectful things or having a disrespectful attitude simply because you're not being appreciated and respected by those where you should be. Continue to honor God. Continue to submit to those that are over you. Continue to recognize their authority. Sometimes when, when we feel a little weary and about these kind of matters and, and as, as if we're not appreciated, then we, we tend to start um, lowering our standard for ourselves while trying to maintain and expect the expected standards of others for us. It doesn't work that way. Respect others and treat them with dignity whether they treat you that way or not. Really, the matter of respect says more about the one who gives respect than about the one who receives it. You may have heard the story of the young man who was... Uh, standing just outside the grocery store. And uh, a lady who was a little bit more of a modern style and thinking came walking up to it rather haughtily and this young man opened the door. And she just looked at him a bit and said, you don't have to open the door for me. I'm not a lady. And he just said, excuse me, but I'm a gentleman. 
So the issue wasn't whether she was a lady or not. That had nothing to do with it. The issue was more of who he was and how he would respond than whether she was worthy of it or appreciated of it. So respect says more about the one who gives it than about the one who receives it or doesn't. Jesus said that true greatness comes from being a true servant. And so continue to show your students, even the disrespectful ones, what it's like to be a servant. A servant. Number five, whether you're enjoying success and respect or whether you're not, remember that respect from others sometimes comes when I have proper responses to difficult situations. If there is a matter of disrespect and, 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 a, di and a problem in your school and you get all out of sorts and all bent out of shape, that's not going to increase the level of respect that you're going to receive from parents or students. Improper responses to difficult situations usually just cause further disrespect, discomfort, and distance. They do. And so as I respond correctly, that may be the avenue through which Respect, recognition may come. Jesus, the scripture says, learned obedience through the things which he suffered. Now God always recognized him even though others did not. And God actually recognized him even more after his death. The scripture says that in Philippians. But the scripture says that one day all men will bow that knee and recognize him for the worthiness that he is and the work that he has done. But Jesus Christ could never be faulted for handling his difficult situations in an improper manner. Number six, whether you're enjoying respect and a smooth ride in your classroom or whether things are going tough, remember that God's people will usually honor those things that God himself honors. Now I'm not saying that all of God's people always have all of God's insights. But also remember that you don't have all of God's insights either. <laughs> or I. Those that are God's children do have his spirit. They do. And generally, if we do have the Spirit of God and my brother has the Spirit of God, there, there should be a working together on, on, on issues and on situations. Maybe one of us doesn't have the right insight or adequate insight. Maybe one of us isn't seeing things from God's perspective or doesn't have all the information. The proper thing to do is to ensure as best as possible that I have God's perspective on the matter and humbly and courageously do things God's way. 
God's people will usually honor what God honors. But I guess I need to also check myself. If my brethren are, are having some reservations about how things are going and what I'm doing, it is probably good that I better check myself. Number seven, especially if you're having a season of difficulty, remember that Satan's going to try to create havoc in anything that God honors. Whatever God honors, is there, there's an adversary around to somehow try to make problems for that situation. You can have two sincere brethren. You can have you, you and another teacher, you and another... And, and a Christian parent can somehow not be, 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 uh, be on the same agreement, on the same wavelength, and that doesn't say that either one of you somehow has lost your, your Christianity. But I think one thing we can say is that Satan is somehow trying to work the situation to his advantage, wherever, in some way, somehow. He will try to do that. Number eight. Remember that man's honor is transitory. The scripture tells us, nevertheless, man being in honor abideth not. You can get all the honor from men that you wish or that men would want to give you, but that only lasts so long. It's short-lived. It's short-lived. Jesus asked the question, How can ye believe which receive honor one of another, and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? And it is somehow within our mind, too often within our hearts, that I, I look for recognition from other people. And somehow I, I base my ego and I base my, my stability and I base who I am and my worthiness or whatever on how other people see me and appreciate that. Now, I'm not saying we should do dishonorable things. But my stability and my rest should be in the internal, unchanging God. Not in how man necessarily views it. True. Remember, it needs to be taken and balance what I said before. God's people will usually honor those things that God honors. But the, imp the important thing is not to look so much only for the honor from men for my own advantage. In fact, that can become my snare if that is my motive for respect. Teachers, parents, we can expect respect for the wrong reason. For the wrong reason. Number nine. Look for the honor that comes from God. The scripture tells us that God honors faithfulness. God honors those that serve him faithfully. And he will honor his servants, regardless how, how, of how other people honor them. It's much more important what God says about a matter than what a thousand men say about a matter. Jesus said, John 8, 54, If I honor myself, 
My honor is nothing. It is my Father that honoreth me. He was concerned about doing his Father's business, about being honored and recognized by his Father, about receiving his Father's well done. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. That was Christ's primary concern. And that should be ours. And so, live in such a way that God recognizes you. That God honors you. Look for the honor that comes from God. Not necessarily from man. It is His honor. That's the appropriate and the important one. And lastly, and it ties in with this one, remember that God's commendation or God's disapproval is the true and final one. It's when God says, well done, that it's well done. It's when God makes a statement about a matter, that's how it really is. Regardless of others have made the statement or not. You remember the story that Jesus told the parable of the ruler who went on this journey and he had three servants at least and he gave them different talents. One five, one three, and one received one. And the one with five and the one with three after some time had been faithful and had increased those talents and when they were account to, uh, brought to accountability they, they were able to say, Lord, this is what happened. We're returning um, these talents with increase to you. The scripture says that they received God's commendation. Well done. You've been faithful in a few things. I'm going to make you rule over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. The one wicked, slothful servant, the scripture says, just brought back the one he had buried. He says, you can have it back because I knew you to be a hard master and you, you, earned, you, you, uh, you gained where you hadn't even strawed. And the master says, I guess that's how you think of me and that's how it's going to be. And he, of course, was condemned. He had a distorted view of his master. And he had damaging results. Remember, teachers, remember, parents, that what God says about the matter is what's going to really count. His commendation is the final one, it is the true one, it is the lasting one. The scripture does say in Daniel chapter 12, one of my favorite verses, he says, And they that be wise shall shine, the brightness of the firmament. If you read in some other translation, including the, the German Bible, the scripture says, They that be teachers are going to shine. Not just because they have the position of teacher, but that they've taken on seriously the responsibility of being that teacher. They will be recognized, the scripture says. They're going to shine as the stars forever and ever. So remember that God's, God's, God's commendation on the matter is what's going to really count. A good friend of mine has made this statement and he said, success is having the advantage in the end. That's really when success is counted. What happens when it's all said and done. So, keep on going. 
You may be in a tough spot in your school situation, in your home. Don't give up. Keep on going. You're not there yet? Keep on going. God is going to reward our faithfulness and our faithful service. And the important thing is not how I view it or how others view it, although that needs to be considered. The important thing is what's God going to say about the matter when it's all said and done? I hope that he'll be able to say to all of us, you had a cross, you can now receive the crown. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you ruler over many things. Enjoy the crown. Come home. The whole matter of respect and honor may be somewhat difficult. But in order for us to receive honor, as I shared last night, let us make sure that we give God his rightful place of honor, for he is the one that's worthy of all honor. For more free resources that support teaching and learning, visit the docforlearning.org.